What's going on everybody? Welcome to Dream Achieve and Succeed. Before we get started today, I just want to thank everybody who's reached out to me and everybody who's listening, whether you reached out to me or not. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out to me. It's really encouraging, and I, and I truly do appreciate it. I get to see the amount of people and the amount of downloads that I get for every episode. So even if you haven't reached out to me, I still appreciate those of you who are listening. And I ask anybody who has received value from my podcast and what I've had to say, I ask that you just invite other people to to listen to this or if you know of a specific episode um, that a person may benefit from just you know go ahead and share the link um, spread the word and and that's if you guys do think that this is valuable or think that you know other people can benefit from what I'm saying just to let you guys know my goal going forward is to get a diverse group of people um, who have been successful who are successful and who are going through their own journeys in business and in life to come onto an episode and share their stories, share what they've learned, share what they're going through, and you know, spread some ideas or, or share some ideas that other people may be able to benefit from in order to help them out in life as well. Because ultimately, you know, I would be very ignorant to think that I have all the answers and to not get more people involved in this. Show. I know that I learn a lot whenever I have others on the show. I learn a lot when I talk to other people and bringing that value or bringing that material into my podcast is something that I think will be beneficial to anybody who does listen. And it also helps spread the word of this podcast by getting a diverse number of people on here who then share it with their friends to, hey, go check out this episode and then maybe, you know, they go a little bit deeper or see something else that I talked about, a topic that I spoke about, and they think that it may help them as well. And then they start to listen and maybe even like it. That's how word spreads and that's how word of mouth goes. So my goal is to get more people on this episode and to continue to network um, and, and share with other people the opportunity to go ahead and express themselves and, and get their stories out there and share with the world what it is that they've learned and what they're going through and what they have gone through in their lives. So in today's episode, I want to talk about something that a lot of people don't understand and I don't think that a lot of people really grasp this idea too much, um, especially in today's day and age and especially with the younger generation. I think social media, although it's good and can be used correctly in a way to really benefit you and your business and your personal brand, um, I, I think that it's really put out a false narrative out there of you know what it takes to be successful and you know the access to success um, that's available to people. There's a lot of people, um, again, just especially the younger generation who one want to put on a facade or put on a front of um, success and and put on a front of how much they have or the clothes that they have and and to be honest like I, I really don't think that people understand that truly truly successful people at least for the most part the vast majority um, they're not super flashy they're not uh, you know flashing on Instagram or Facebook what they have and and especially those who are younger and don't really have even a savings or don't have a large income but they spend every dollar that they get on flashy clothes or flashy materials or materialistic things instead of properly saving their money and investing in growing their nest egg or growing um, their cash that they have in in order to be able to eventually purchase those things. Um, and that's something that is kind of a pet peeve of mine just because 
I understand money. I understand how money works. And there's just a lot of people out there who are misinformed and misguided. And then they let social media really dictate or influence how they act and how they spend money instead of just taking the money that they have and saving it and putting it aside so that they have a nest egg so that whenever they do want to go on vacation, they can afford it and not have to put a big dent into their savings. Or whenever something comes up in life that they have to spend a lot of money on that's unexpected you know they have the savings that they have and they're able to turn around and use it for whatever it is that came up in their life and one book that I actually read um, that I encourage anybody listening to this or maybe interested in learning more about this is called The Millionaire Next Door it's one of the best books I've ever read in terms of um, your finances it's one of the best books that I've ever read that really puts to rest all of the ideas of you know what millionaires and the truly wealthy people in America and this world really look like because um, the millionaires that you think of are the ones on tv but i'm telling you there's a lot more millionaires out there people that are have a net worth of well over a million dollars um that really you would never know of they look just like you and i they look just like the average person they're not the type of person that spends a whole lot of money one one stat that really stuck out to me and i I tell people all the time is that the average millionaire does not spend more than three hundred dollars on a suit the reason that this stuck out to me is because it just showed me how non-materialistic um, a lot of wealthy people are, especially the ones who have actually earned the money. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of you know parents, children who their parents are wealthy and they end up becoming materialistic or whatever. And there's obviously outliers. You know, those people who are truly wealthy or have a lot of money and they are materialistic, but. That fortune doesn't, or the money that they have doesn't last as long. Um, it doesn't grow as much whenever you are overspending instead of reinvesting, instead of saving, instead of putting it away and putting it in the stock market or buying real estate or purchasing assets rather than materialistic things. Um, you know, the people who truly do buy things that are going to actually help them compound the income that they have or the money that they have and grow their income or buy assets or buy things that appreciate in value and not depreciate. These people in the long run are the ones who are truly wealthy. These people in the long run who go on to build generational wealth and they're they're not the ones that you're going to see on TV. Obviously celebrities and all that, those are people that you should not really think of whenever you think of millionaires just because they're outliers and and that kind of is going to be a good segue to go into the next topic of this episode that I really wanted to talk about and this is the main focus of the episode that I really wanted to get into Um, the first part that I was just talking about I kind of got off and went down a rabbit hole a little bit but this part is is really important to me because I want people to understand this and I want people to truly you know really think about what I'm saying because I want you to think about the people that you see on Instagram especially the young people who um, post on Instagram and post on Facebook and post on different social media sites, um, you know, how they're successful or how great they are or whatever. And I understand that um, your Instagram and your social media is is pretty self-fulfilling because it's all about you. Um, But what they don't people don't really say is how hard they're working and a lot of people aren't really working that hard because they see on social media people who get fame or or they're 
obsessed with instant gratification and that's what they want, that they don't really focus on honing in on skills in order to build on top of, in order to build your income for the long run, for the term of your whole life. Um, you know, I, especially a lot of younger people, I see them, uh, you know, a lot of them want that instant gratification. They want the get rich quick thing. They want the thing that's going to make them rich tomorrow rather rather than rich, you know, in a year or so or make them uh, sustainable income for the long term. And I'm sure there's a lot of different reasons that really contribute to this. And of course, you know, a get rich quick scheme, that's always been something that or an idea that's been around for a very long time. I just think it's more a little bit more prevalent to, in today's world and today's society, especially with social media um, than ever before. I mean, there are kids or people out there really who go from um, having no fame, who don't have any kind of uh, personal brand or anything like that. And then within, you know, a very, very short period of time, they turn around and they get a lot of fame. They become famous and they're able to then monetize that um, because of the Internet and them going viral with videos on YouTube and Instagram and all of those things. And so because of that, it makes other people feel as though they that can be them as well. And just like before, um, before social media, obviously your your odds have increased a little bit of becoming that you know maybe next sensation or the next viral video or anything like that. Um, however, odds are it's not going to happen to you, and you know you're probably still more likely to hit the lottery or I don't know get struck by lightning or get hit by a car than you are to um, be the next. The next big star in America And I don't say that to shatter people's dreams But I say that to encourage people to focus on working hard And putting out content and putting out videos And putting out and focus on marketing their brand And marketing what it is that they do And then it will actually give you an opportunity to grow that And whether or not you become super famous or super rich Is completely separate from the fact that you will actually be able to grow your brand and grow your personal uh, awareness, your awareness in the world, um, and be able to potentially monetize it for whatever skill it is that you do. And what that means is actually working hard towards your craft and towards marketing and trying to figure out ways in order to get your name out there and show people that what it is that you do is valuable to other people. I talk a lot about adding value to other people's lives, but if you're not adding value to anybody's life, then you're not going to be able to monetize that and you're not going to even give yourself any better of a chance to actually follow your dreams if you're not working on your craft, working on what it is that you're passionate about and improving that while also marketing yourself, marketing your brand, marketing what it is that you do and what it is that you're passionate about to the world so that you can have the chance and the opportunity to follow your passion and get paid for it. And with that being said, there's a book that I would like all of you to, to read actually two books um the first one is crush it by gary vaynerchuk and uh that i think that book came out in 2008 or 2009 and then crushing it came out fairly recently i want to say it came out last year in 2018 um but it's but both of those books kind of talk about it and talk about a lot of the things that i'm talking about actually and it dives a lot deeper than this this episode um because it's a whole book, but it, it, he gives you instructions and motivation in order to set yourself up and put yourself in position to be successful and to get 
paid for what it is that you do and what you're passionate about. But no matter what it is, I want it to be clear that you cannot get there without hard work. And if being an entrepreneur and being self-employed is something that it that you want to do, then I want to let you know to stop following people on social media who walk around in suits or walk around in these or take these professional photos and, you know, they're drinking wine or they're on a yacht and, you know, they look so cool and they look like they just came out of the, you know, the coolest business meeting. And um, because that's not real life. That's not what entrepreneurship really is about. And that's not really what entrepreneurs do. Entrepreneurship is extremely hard work being self-employed is extremely hard work and i can tell you from firsthand experience as a real estate agent i am self-employed and it's a lot of work i literally showed seven houses this past weekend to one client in one day seven houses over the span of about five hours four and a half to five hours and he decided not to purchase a house and I'm okay with that I'm totally fine from that because I learned a lot from it and it was a long day I got to see more houses I got to get a little bit more exposure to the market and kind of see how the market is really trending because of my time um, looking at these different houses and the price prices and the activity going through all of these different kinds of houses but what I will say is that I spent a lot of time showing clients houses I spent a lot of time masterminding or coming up with different ways to market my services. I spend a lot of time reaching out and networking to different people to expand my sphere of influence um, throughout the week and in the evening. I try to set up appointments. I try to make sure that my schedule is is organized so that I know what's going on for the week. I know where I can fit in appointments. I know where I can call clients. I know where I can even take some personal time off and try to say, okay, let me try to go ahead and and you know take a little downtime and spend time with my fiance or or you know take my dogs to the park or do something else other than real estate on top of everything else that I have going on while working a full-time job entrepreneurship and being self-employed is extremely fucking hard work and it's not always in a suit it's not always um, dressed up in business casual sometimes it's in sweatpants at night drinking coffee and you're up till one in the morning trying to get something done and a lot of times you work extremely 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 long hours but in the long run it pays off and it's something that you put a lot of work in up front and then by the time things start to really pick up and kick off for you, you don't have to put in as much time because you put in so much work up front. It's backwards, but it's something that a lot of people don't really understand. And a lot of people that are younger or in the younger generation, you know, they want the good life. They want to be able to post on Instagram or, or show people, oh, this is how well I'm doing and I'm a boss and I'm this and I'm that and I'm self-employed. I don't work for anyone. When in all reality, what they really need to do is to actually put in the hard work you know take a step back check their ego at the door and really grind because there are young people out there who are entrepreneurs who are self-employed and who do things um, to make themselves successful but i would almost guarantee you that the people who are younger and and self-employed and doing things 
for themselves without having to worry about a boss and they actually are bosses at young ages have put in the work at a young age and they figured this out a long time ago they figured out saving and investing they figured out what it takes to be self-employed and the route that they want to go at a younger age you know i talked about leadership and humility a lot um and i had a I think I want to say I had a, a episode about it um, not too, too long ago. But when I talked about humility, I think this would be a good plug for this um, episode and what I'm talking about now, because um, as entrepreneurs or, you know, even if you're just doing something on the side as a little side hustle or, you know, even if it's your, in your own job and you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, humility is something that you must have because I guarantee you, you have room for improvement. I know I am nowhere near perfect. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And I have a long ways to go to get myself to the point to where I can be successful. One thing that I'm actually doing right now, and th this is just proof of, you know, my own humility or, you know, the fact that I truly do believe what I'm telling you is that I'm actually offering to people who are homeowners and listing homes as an agent to take a, a commission of 1% for myself. Now, I want you to understand that the typical commission is about two and a half to 3% for a real estate agent. And that's whether, you know, being the buyer's agent or the seller's agent. So what I'm actually proposing to homeowners who want to list and sell their homes with me is a commission, a total paid commission of three and a half or 4% depending on what they want to offer the buyer's agent. So that means that if I sell a house for 300000 and I am the listing agent, my commission would only be $3,000 as opposed to $9,000. Now, a lot of people wouldn't really understand why I would want to do something like this. Um, and it's pretty simple because the reason is if I can list two or three homes and only take a personal commission of 1% while offering the standard commission to the buyer's agent, I save the seller's money. And then I can turn around and market to everybody else in the neighborhood how well I did with that listing. I can actually put in a video or a poster or a flyer or whatever marketing material that I have or that I want to use. And I can actually put it out there and say, hey, I sold this home in less than three days. I got it under contract or got a, a solid offer le in less than three days. I sold the house for, you know, 110% of the asking price or 115% of the asking price in those three days. And I was able to get this many people to come and visit the house and see the house and tour the house. I was able to get this many views on Facebook and Instagram through my through my direct marketing plan. I was able to not only use professional photos, I was also able to use my virtual um, virtual tour through the photos and I had a professional videographer come through the same day that the photographer did and make a, a customized um, video of your home and its listing highlighting all the amazing features which I boosted on Instagram and Facebook in order to gain exposure and by me doing that I will be able to then leverage and position, my, position myself as an, a real estate agent who not only knows what he's doing, but is more effective and better at doing it than the other agents. And really, the the 1% that I would be taking would still be a profit on the amount of money that I would pour into this for marketing. With that, and, that, and that's including the, the photos, the virtual tour, um, the key box, the uh, videographer that I would pay for. I mean, that's including everything that I pay for. And, and I, I, it's a small profit, but... 
it's not enough to where I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, this is this is going to make me a lot of money and I can do a lot with this. But it's more so really just to pay for my own marketing expenses so that I can turn around and then market that to more homeowners in the area. Because if I if I market this person's house, I take a, a, a extremely reduced commission and then I market another house and I do the same exact thing and both of them I, I get the house under contract in less than a in less than a week and I get you know over a thousand views on Facebook of the video I get you know 25 30 potential buyers coming through the house in that in less than a week and I get you know more than the asking price that, I, that we have listed it at um, I can then turn around and make a hundred flyers or two hundred flyers, and I take a hundred those a hundred flyers, and I and for every you know hundred houses within that whole block, I send a letter to, and I say, "This is what I did. This is how fast I did it. These are all of my stats that I was able to do. I have proof of it. You can actually go online and see what I was able to do, and then that will then give me leverage and allow me to position myself as an expert real estate agent who doesn't just do the the simple standard listing that the average agent does in the area i go above and beyond by paying to market your house so that you can get it done sold faster and quicker and easier than ever before and so i mean this isn't working for free but it's as close to working for free as a real estate agent can get and the only reason why i wouldn't work for free is because i literally would just take a hit on the profits and even though that even still may be a smart thing and that still may be on the table um what it would do for me in the long term and in the long run will be exponentially better for me than if i were to take the standard three percent or to take the standard two and a half percent that the agent does um because i'm able to then get gain more interest by getting or offering a lower commission to the seller and then turn around and using what i do in order to to turn around and really position myself again i know i'm reiterating and i'm repeating myself um but it's important that i say this because a lot of people don't understand working for free and the value that they have working for free if you look up Billy Gina's marketing, um, I actually listened to his episode probably like three or four times with um, Ed Milet. And the reason why I listened to it was because it was so good and he gave out so many great things and great tips about marketing. Um, but he actually talks about this. He talks about how he worked for free, worked for free as a marketer. He would put together marketing plans for people and and on social media and digital marketing plans and and everything that he did and, and he would he put that together and he would do it for free and then what he did after that was he took everything that he used then he made a 10 minute video of him you know basically capturing a, an audience's attention and running ads through facebook and the internet and you know all these different forms of ads that he used and basically taking them through the step-by-step -step process of what it is that he did and how he was able to do it and the results that he received and by doing it by this in this 10 minute video that he had and that he put out there to the world he I want to say it was like within 24 hours, he got $10,000 of people paying him based off his video and, and talking to him and for marketing their company and for marketing um, their businesses. This man literally worked for free a few times and then turned around and marketed that 
to other people and other businesses. And now he's like one of the most famous and best digital marketers in the entire world. And so this dude is like 29 years old right now. And I mean, he's he's a multimillionaire and he's super successful and he's a super good guy. Um, you know, and I kind of and I follow him on a lot of things. And this is somebody who worked for free and then he became super successful and became a millionaire because he worked for free and he worked so hard and he was living in his parents basement and then obviously he was able eventually able to move out and became super successful and is a very well-known marketer digital marketer in america and so this is something that i want people to understand is not only does it take you working hard but if you don't have the results experience or proof that you are valuable for people to pay you for your service or your product or what it is that you do then you need to either drastically slash your prices or work for free and then market that to people of what you were able to do before you start to charge people because that's exactly what i plan on doing and when i heard this i was like yo this is something that i should do how many homeowners out there really have the opportunity to work for an agent or to work with an agent for a extremely reduced commission somebody who's willing to put the time and effort and everything that they have in this because they're so young and so new to this like myself and i don't necessarily need the money however i want to build my business and i want to use the things that i'm learning to implement them into my everyday life and implement implement them into my business and it's something that not a lot of people are willing to do these days and it's in in really learning and honing in and working on your on their craft is not something that a lot of people are willing to do in general um especially in social social media a lot of people are cocky um but i promise you if you just take some of the things that i say and read you know one of the books that i that i suggestion here or listen to you know two or three of the podcasts that i suggest to listen to other than my own i promise you and, and you actually implement them into your life and do what it is that not only myself and more importantly what other people who are way more successful than me are telling you to do then i promise you it will pay off and you will surpass those who are stagnant because they aren't willing to put in the work and they aren't willing to study and they aren't willing to do what it is to be successful and grow their business and work on their craft and sharpen their sword every single day when i was in college our our defensive coordinator would say to us sharpen your sword he would say men sharpen your sword today at practice and then, you know, we'd come back the next day and we'd watch practice. And, you know, there is times where he'd say, you know what, that right there, that rep right there, that was sharpening your sword. That's getting better. Or he would say and say, you know what, that's not really sharpening your sword right there. You're letting it get dull. And so that's obviously a metaphor for really just saying, you know, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And, and if you're not working and you're not continuing to figure out ways to get better and grow yourself as a person and grow your business and grow your skill set, then you're not sharpening your sword. You're letting it get dull and you're going to eventually get passed up if you haven't been passed up already. And chances are, if you're not a multimillionaire, you've probably already been passed up. And so the moral of today's episode is to work hard, work your ass off, do what it is that it takes in order to be the best that you can be at what it is that you do. Continue to grow, continue to learn, sharpen your sword, 
and and be humble enough to listen to other people, whether they're more successful than you or not. Because there's people out there that I would take marriage advice for, from, but I would never take business advice from, and vice versa. So just because you're more successful than somebody in one realm doesn't mean that you're not more successful th- than them in another. There are numerous people that in the army and numerous soldiers that I would listen to whenever it comes to army related stuff because they've been in it longer or they have more experience or they know what they're doing. But in the flip, I would never listen to them if they were trying to give me investing advice or if they were trying to, you know, to give me betting advice on a football game or or if they were trying to give me business advice or try to tell me what it is that I need to do as a real estate agent. Like I would never listen to them in that fact, but I would listen to them in terms of the army. And so that's something that you also need to be cognizant about is that not so much that, you, you know, you have to be so humble that you listen to what everybody says, but you got to be able to filter out, you know, the people who really do know what they're talking about based on experiences and based off of um, their general knowledge knowledge or the specific knowledge of, a, of in, a, in a field or in an industry, um, but also be able to say, okay, yeah, I might listen to you in terms of this, but I'm never going to take your advice or I'm not going to take your advice in terms of that for the simple fact that you just don't know what you're talking about or I don't trust what you're saying or you've never experienced that or maybe I just have more experience than you. Like one thing I love to hear, not really love to hear, but one thing I hear all the time is, oh, well, you can only use your VA loan once or something like that. And I'm like, listen, I've been to multiple boot camps and I work with, you know, the number one VA lender in the state of Washington and they're like literally experts on the VA loan. Like they go only by VA guidelines, not about with any other bank says, but by VA guidelines. For instance, um, you know, a lot of banks will say, oh, you need a 620 credit score. You need a 580 credit score to, to qualify for the VA loan. Well, actually, in the VA guidelines, there is no minimum credit score for the VA loan. So therefore, they don't have a minimum credit score for the VA loan. And I'm talking about my lender in particular. And so when I hear people, you know, try to tell me or teach me about the VA loan or the home buying process and they're just completely wrong. I just, you know, a lot of times I don't even say anything or I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that's, you know, whatever. Oh wow. Okay. But in my head, I'm thinking, man, you really don't know what you're talking about. And I try to help people, but some people, you know, they're stubborn and they don't want to know, um, or they don't really want to learn because they think they're right. So before I get off topic again, or go down another rabbit rabbit hole, um, I hope you guys all enjoy this episode. I really do appreciate all of those who have listened to this or all of those who continue to listen to my episodes. Um, it's greatly appreciated. I know I say it a lot, but seriously, um, I would have stopped a long time ago if nobody was listening. And, and I just I enjoy hearing that I'm helping people or that I'm you know encouraging people. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, or if you have anything to say whatsoever to me, um, please reach out to me. Please let me know. I, I seriously appreciate everybody who reaches out to me and everybody who um, gives me feedback, good or bad. I you know, I take criticism, and I, I'm not afraid of it at all because that's how I get better. That's how I sharpen my sword. So, again, all of you go out there and, like, you know, set aside time to bust your ass and and focus on your craft, Um, whether it's once a day, whether it's, you know, once every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, only on the weekends, whatever you do, just bust your ass, put in extra time, put in extra work into what it is that you want to do and so that you can actually follow your dreams and follow your goals and achieve your goals and do what it is that, you know, whatever your heart is telling you to do and whatever it is that you're passionate about. 
So next episode, we should be having a special guest. Um, This guy is actually a digital marketer out in Ohio. Um, I met him through one of the networks that I have and one of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the next episode. I really look forward to it. I really look forward to putting it out. So until next time, have a great week and dream, achieve, and succeed. Trapped and he can't change it. Know he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platform to explain it.